motherfucker. No. Did you run into like the top of the door? No, I just smashed my foot, my baby toe full force into our metal bed frame going to get my glasses. Decisions were made. He couldn't see where he was going, Matt. Oh my gosh, Mike, it's a toe. I'm so sorry. I think no injuries hurt, man. My wife broke her toe and complained about it less than you did. I lifted my I lifted my own toenail once by accident. I'm pretty sure I did. She broke the second bone, not the first bone, but the second bone. So they gave her some morphine and some Yeah, I don't know. And a boot. We've got quite a bit bruising around the joint around my where my foot meets it. Can't move my pinky toe. We might have broken it. Who knows? If you did, you know what they're gonna do? Nothing. Or see that's a broken pinky toe. Yeah, they're gonna look at it. They're gonna say, is it lined up how it's supposed to be? And if it is, you're good. If it's not, they're gonna go, oh, are you ready? And they're gonna pull it where it needs to go. And then they're gonna be like, okay, you're good. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh my gosh. When I, so I, I broke this pinky and I was trying to just, it, it was like, it wasn't bent out of shape. It was just very obviously bruised and slightly broken or whatever. And so I was just going to tape popsicle sticks to it when I was like 13 or 14. And I was trying to get my sister to hold the popsicle sticks while I taped it. And she was like, no, I'm not a doctor. I can't do it. I can't do it. And I was like, sis, just hold it. I just need to tape it. I just need to keep it straight so I don't hurt it more. And she cried and cried because she would not do it. And she thought that I needed to go to the doctor. And so she went to go tell my mom and my mom came downstairs and was like, what, what do you need help with? And I was like, I just need to tape this. And she's like, oh, I got you. And my sister lost her freaking mind because she thought I needed to go to the doctor. Oh yeah, we have an intro music. Welcome to the Barely Saved Podcast, where we have the discussions real Christians don't have. Here's your hosts. I'm Caleb. I'm Rebecca. I'm walking on sunshine. I have to read 2,000 pages before September. My mom was really confused listening to last week's podcast why I was being called Rachel. I thought I have told her the story. I, I thought we go back and forth quite a bit there. Well, like... Is that part of the confusion? Maybe. She was like, why is Caleb calling you Rachel? <laughs> I feel like we're consistently inconsistent with that. Yeah. I, I, I bet there are people who listen to the podcast who don't actually know our like little inner circle who think that Rebecca and Rachel are two different people. <gasps> Man, I want that to be I want that to be so true. I mean we I would say we introduce ourselves at the beginning of every podcast so they should know exactly who is who. But But people don't listen well, we know this. Well, and half of our co hosts don't actually say their name at the beginning of the podcast anymore. That's right. Strawberry ice cream over here. Just mediocre at best. <laughs> okay, Brick. The love lamp. Speaking of Steve Carell rolls. Mike is now frozen in like the best. <laughs> Man, his internet is real bad. We need to pay for him to have an upgrade. Do, do they have upgrades available? I don't know. He's at like an apartment complex thing. So I would imagine. That's always the the roughest. I would imagine they'd have to like do make the whole apartment complex better. But I don't know if they have DSL or cable. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, he's really frozen. He'll drop in a second, maybe. 
He looks like Elsa shot him. So I was going to ask, how are you guys doing? I'm I'm here. I don't officially have a job yet, but I officially have a job offer to go work for the evil corporation known as Amazon. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> Listen, they're a, good, they're a good place to make a little bit of cash. As long as you uh, know that they are an evil corporation, you're good to go. Yeah, that's basically my plan. I'm just going to, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I will pay you enough money that you can survive. And I'm like. I'll take it. Awesome. Are you going to work full time? Are you going to? Yeah, I'll work full. I am intentionally not taking any classes for the next year. Um, Or I'm not taking, I'm not in any program for the next year. I can't say I'm not taking any classes because I'll probably take some classes. I took a year off. It was a good year. And now I have to read 2,000 dense pages. How many of those are on Kindle or audiobook? I have one of them on, none of them are on audio, audiobooks. None of them. I've got one on Kindle. It was on sale for, uh, the Fudge book <laughs> was on sale for two ninety nine on Kindle. So I definitely grabbed that one. Um, but everything else is hard copy. I was supposed to get one today, but good old evil corporation. I didn't quite get it here in time. I don't know what to tell you. It's Amazon. Do, 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 do. Yeah. How is Hadley doing after getting her first shot? Arm hurts. Uh, other than that, she's chill. It's not as much fun as uh, talking with Mike and James yesterday. No, no. If you, uh, podcast listener, have not had the opportunity to talk with somebody in the middle of COVID brain fog, you need to. Hey, Mike's back. My power went out. Oh, your power went out? <laughs> <laughs> my power went out. So I'm now on, so I'm on my phone. Can you send in that picture? I'll send in the screenshot, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh no! What picture? Am I missing something? The screenshot she took when Mike left. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, I gotta drop it in the messenger chat. Yeah, she's fine. Uh, it was really quick. We were in and out. Mall of America. Listen, if you're in Minnesota and you're like, "Where am I going to get my COVID shot?" Mall of America has walk up appointments, so you can walk up and get a shot. So what you're telling me is that you can get shot in the Mall of America anytime you want. That's correct. Is that what you guys were looking at while I was gone? <laughs> well, until you dropped, but yeah. Just a big, goofy grin? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's kind of aggressive. Mike, anything happening in your life this week besides that your internet sucks and you got your second COVID shot? Well, that wasn't my internet. My power literally went out for a second. Well, that means your internet went out. Yep. See, was your so the problem? Our problem was not your internet. I could care less about your electricity. I don't care about your power. The thing, the fact that your internet went out, though, that I do care about. Yep, your router is the problem because your 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 laptop has battery, so that was True. entirely. Now, now I'm on my phone. Now I'm on. I'm using my phone. I should charge my phone. Um, anything that happened this week? I mean, I was I got my second dose. Yes, we were we were talking about the fact that you sounded like you were stoned yesterday while you were talking to James, and it was kind of I fantastic. I felt stoned during my. So I had a meeting yesterday that I popped in. Originally, I wasn't going to, but they changed it to Zoom, and so I was like, "Well, I'll just pop in and add whatever I could possibly add to it." And apparently, multiple times they were afraid I had fallen asleep during my meeting because I was literally on my couch in my snuggie. Just lie in there. Well, you probably did. <sighs> Is there anything more post-millennial than owning a Snuggie? Uh, yeah. A, um, oh, shoot. What are they called? 
Uh, they're like big oversized blanket sweatshirts. A cozy. Those are different. Yes, because one actually goes over you and one just goes like on your arms. Yeah. I prefer the Snuggie because I like to get up and move around and I don't always like my back super warm. And I have a pocket in my Snuggie where I can keep my snacks. You know, sometimes I don't feel like an old man. But right now... You know what kind of blanket I use? A blanket. The normal kind that doesn't have sleeves. Yeah, but my sleeves, I can play my video games. I can hold my controller. Okay, you can have your hands inside your blanket with your controller and still play a video game. All the time. But then how do I pick up how do I pick up my drink to drink or get my snacks from my my secret snack pocket in my snuggie? It's very easy. You 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 take your arm out from under the blanket and you grab the drink and then you drink it. And then you put the arm back under the blanket. But then that disrupts the ecosystem I have created as my heat is reflected back convention style from my snuggie. The second option is, Mike, I don't know if you're aware of this. This might be revolutionary. But your apartment is your apartment. Now, I know that you're young, and this might be a new thing, but the thermostat is adjustable. See, but it's the it's the feeling of the blanket that I need. Wait, there's also a second invention. If it's so cold that you need sleeves, there's a crazy thing. What is this, Caleb? called a sweater. Need... A what? <laughs> a sweater? I'm just saying, the Snuggie... What am I, a grandpa? The Snuggie is a an invention looking for a problem. Brilliant invention. It is brilliant. Like most of the time we have a problem and someone's like, oh, I'm going to fix that. That's not what happened with the Snuggie. Someone made a Snuggie and was like, how do I convince people to buy this? And then I'm going to I'm going to show them there's a problem and it's going to involve the black and white photo of somebody who cannot do something that everyone can do. And that's what's happened here. That's how we have a Snuggie. Uh, Mike, I actually I fully agree that it's genius. See, that sounds like someone whose life wasn't changed by the Snuggie. Because they have made billions of dollars off of a blanket with a smaller strip of blanket sewn into it. Yeah, which I can now access all of the things that I need to when I'm watching my my TV, my movies, or my video games without disrupting the heat ecosystem I have created. Once again, a sweater and a thermostat. See, but a thermostat is not the warmth of micro fleece on my body, however clothed it may be. I don't, I don't think you understand how heat works. I don't think you understand the feeling of micro fleece on your body. No, I do. You know why? Because I have a micro fleece blanket that I use right. when I'm really cold. Yeah, I got a micro fleece nuggie. When I'm cold and I don't want to turn the AC up. But if, I, if I'm cold enough that I need to play video games and get my snacks out, I'm going to just turn the AC up a couple or the heater up a couple notches. Or put on a sweatshirt. Which I do, but it's, but it's the comfort of the snuggie. See, pure post-millennial. Can't even handle the normal struggle of like regulating your own temperature. No, they they want everything handed to them on a silver platter. Free college, free healthcare, free food. What's next? What's next? Are you going to want free air? Did you?
something dumb. It's definitely about bears. What is happening? Beauty is happening. What am I listening to? All right, so this week I got a bear story. So if you if you didn't hear that, Mike sent me that earlier this afternoon and said, Hey, I have some new Digino music for you. And so This is the dumbest segment we do all week. I wish this was a video podcast, I gotta say. Oh, your eyes were priceless. The real issue is if it was a video podcast, it would be a lot harder to edit it down the amount that we do. Yeah, because you'd have us jump uh, like jumping around all the time. Jump around. Jump around. Caleb, this part I want you to delete out of the podcast what I'm about to say. Listen, no, we gotta go to the bear. You, you're right. We have to, You have to watch this video. It's freaking phenomenal. Okay, but edit that out of the podcast, please, because... All right, here we go in three, two, one. So, this bear. Listen, we've said this before, but bears are the problem. They're gonna be the thing to take over the world, Right? Bears are gonna bears are gonna take the other day I saw a bear, a great big bear. Oh way up there. What hey, that song is about child murder. Whoa, is it? Can you please can you please not? It's triggering. How is it triggering? Go ahead go I need to know about this time you just murdered a child. I saw a bear in tennis shoes. Yeah, and then at the end the bear eats the kid. No, it doesn't, he gets away. Oh man, I'm listening to the wrong version of that song. I was taught the wrong version. Anyways, so the bear is eating the bird seed. Yeah, of course he is. This is from Maine. She sounds Australian. Okay, so here's here's what I want to say. If you're going to put a bear feeder on your porch, don't be mad when the bears find it. Or a bird feeder. <laughs> I see what you did there. It's 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 a it's literally it's right there. Hey. At the Get out of there, you little shit. Shit. <laughs> there's the there's this little obstacle course. Dude, and it it looks so cute standing up there on the rail too. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Balance is so good. That is why black bears are the best bear. Yep. Oh, wow, she he the bear's giving her some booty. He's like he's got the balance of a cat. And the bear just and the bear just doesn't care. Like, she's knocking on the window. Bear doesn't care at all. Bear has zero fucks to give. He's just going to town in that bird feeder. So, podcast listener, I'm hope this is, this is Matt's bear segment for the day. The other thing that I learned today, my friends, do you know what the word Arctic means? I do know what the word Arctic means. What does it mean? I like how she's only banging on the window when he's getting into the bird feeder, because that's apparently the problem. Right, that's when it's a problem. Not that there's a bear there. Like, not that the fact that the bear is on her front porch. It comes from the Greek word, artikos. From the word artos, meaning... Cold as hell. Bear. Because of Ursa Major. So the Arctic is the bear. Now, what is Antarctic? Antarct- so Arctic comes is uh, northern bear, and Antarctic is no bears. Oh! Polar bears, which live in the... Arctic. And we have the Antarctic, which has no polar bears. I learned that. I learned that on the Vlogbrothers video today. Thanks, Hank. I have not read that. Or I have not seen that one today. Um, okay, guys, I'm going to turn my camera just to show you what my what my little bear is doing. Your cat? 
and she's using she's using the chair to stare out the window. Yes, because she's a cat. She's a cat. What is what is my little bear doing? That is the most cat dog I've ever seen. Okay, Matt. First off, if you think that is the most cat dog you've ever seen, I need to introduce you to a hairless dog. Those things look like cats. Or a chihuahua. No, I don't care what it looks like. I want to know what it acts like that. Chihuahuas don't act like cats. Chihuahuas are annoying AF. Chihuahuas are described as being cat-like. Yes, they are. Secondly. Whoa, that was weird. We have a dog that is currently at my house that I blame my sister for because she brought it from California. Um, His name is Remus. It is a small white dog. And it it purrs. We have a dog that literally purrs. Just whenever you're petting him, he's just got a low growl. I mean, he's growling, but it's effectively a purr. He jumps up on... Does he think it's a purr? I don't know what he thinks, but he seems to enjoy it when you're petting him. And he just sits there like... Yeah, I'm not... I'm and not he jumps up on the back convinced. of the couch to lay down. Um, he, he does all of the same cat-like things that... Uh, that my dog Rebecca's does? dog is doing. But he also growls to simulate purring. Schnauzers kind of do that. They they growl and they're like they talk. Now he also likes to eat poop, which is the worst thing. Like he will be actively pooping, and while there's still poop coming out, turn around to eat his own poop. Wow, I think that just made this podcast ma. I think there's a sermon illustration in there somewhere. It's super disgusting, and it's like Remus, don't do that. And he looks at you like, oh, I didn't, I I didn't realize you were watching me, and it's like, of course I'm watching you because you're disgusting. His name is Remus? That gives Remus's a bad name. Okay, back to bears. Uh, this bear, super cute. I'm going to recommend that whoever this lady is, not put bait and bear food on her front porch. Like, just don't, don't put a bird feeder there. Because a bear can get to it too easily. I mean, I'm okay with it. Yeah, but if you don't want a bear on your front porch, don't put it there. Well, who doesn't want a bear on their front porch? I would love a bear on my front porch. I mean, I would. A cute little black bear like that? be great absolutely not doing any harm train it to eat out of my hand wait till it's bear season in maine it'd be great and then i'll ride it shirtless and give uh putin a run for his money because unlike him i have a majestic mane (laughs) yes i like it nope nope don't even try mike maybe don't choose a black bear for that i think that a grizzly bear would be a better bet for that i just don't think a grizzly bear would be a better bet for that (laughs) Would be the better bear. What if I just go for the apex and get like a pizzly bear? Yes. No, because they got that weird hump on their back. It's probably going to be harder to ride. Like you have to take into consideration the shape of the bear. Aren't polar bears what was what was ridden in Narnia? <sighs> now you're making a strong case for the pizzly bear. I'm, I'm going to say that uh, the things that happened in Narnia might not be what we should like look forward to there. No, but Narnia is what heaven looks like, isn't it? That's what I thought. Mike, Mike, let's have a conversation later. Can I just tell you guys that as far as like Jesus songs, um, my oldest daughter, because Caleb apparently can't bleep out names correctly. Minerva. She has a name. Minerva listens to Chris Tomlin's song, Jesus every night before bed right and it's it's one of the most now overplayed songs in my brain because you know and it's like a 
it's overplayed on the radio kind of like god's not dead but she loves it and it's fantastic and it helps her sleep every night <laughs> and it's great because it okay but you you need to encourage diversity i know get some kirk franklin up in there we listen to other things but before bed she listens to her jesus song because it's the reminder that jesus walks on the water and he stands in the fire beside you and all the so- all the stories that she now knows how did you feel about God's uh, the boogeyman song? What's how's that go? God is bigger than the boogeyman. Um, He's bigger than Godzilla and the monsters on TV. Or the monsters on TV. Whatever. Or and it's basically the same. Listen, conjunction. No, no, no. Don't go off with this conjunction. Those are important. Conjunction, junction. What's your function? Uh, but that basically functions the same way there. What? <laughs> Whoa, hold on, hold on. Mike, did you just what that? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what that what that means. I think we probably should move on to our section. Wait, you, wait, what? You know what a conjunction is, right? Number one, number one, number one. I have no idea what a conjunction is. <gasps> number two, I don't understand what a junction is. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Hooking up words and phrases and clauses. I know what a clause and a phrase are. Is this a clause with an E at the end? Oh my gosh. Okay, nope. Okay, we need to take a pause. We need to take a pause. Mike needs to get educated. Are you going to give me some dumbass millennial thing to watch? Oh, no. This is like Gen X. Oh, gosh. No. Never seen this, Mike. No, this is like brand new. I've I've seen a few. I've seen a few school uh, schoolhouse rock stuff, but I've never seen this one. This is one of the most famous ones. It's this. Uh, I'm only a bill, and probably three is a magic number. I know the bill one. I do like Mr. Twelve Toes, though. All right, that's probably enough, Matt. That's it. Yeah, you get the idea. The fact that I cannot understand. Mike's childhood just makes me so sad sometimes. You don't even know my childhood. Did you watch Conjunction Junction? No. Okay, your childhood makes me sad sometimes. I had all the VeggieTales. I saw VeggieTale, uh, Esther, a VeggieTale story in theaters, son. I did not. So, from Conjunction Junction to uh, Rachel telling people that God is a woman. Go ahead, Rachel. So I wrote an article for my local newspaper um, that addressed, uh, it was from, it was supposed to be, it was for Mother's Day. It, was, it came out the sad, it, it comes out every Saturday. There's a message of the faith column. Pastors take turns from the community 
um, writing articles. And often we'll talk about current events or just, you know, it tries to be encouraging and uplifting or whatever. So um, this is the second time I think that I've written for Mother's Day. Um, because let's be honest, there aren't very many females in ministry. How, how many other women pastors are in your town? That's that's kind of a tricky question because we have a bunch of Kai Alpha staff, but they don't participate in like local ministerial things at all. Um, and then there's like a couple other ladies who like run organizations, but there's very few who are actually like credentialed. So anyway, so I wrote it and I was feeling a little salty. And so I wrote it, art- I wrote the article focusing on um, the fact that we don't talk, we, or if, if we talk about God having like motherly characteristics at all, it's only around Mother's Day. So basically it was saying we should think of, we should be, you know, think about God as mother more than just around Mother's Day. And uh, I did not say, I intentionally, very intentionally did not say like Heavenly Mother, which is a Mormon theology or Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints theology, if I'm being politically correct to what they want to be called. Um, um, and actually Nate pointed out, I, I didn't say God is mother. I said God as mother, which that is a very crucial um, phrasing for the article. I don't know. Sounds pretty similar to me. I don't know. I don't think that the word there means makes that much difference. Hey, you just made me watch Conjunction Junction. Oh, so go ahead. Regale us with your knowledge, Mike. No, but I do. I mean, I do think there's some nuance there. That's that that's 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 important. She did not take her sock to put them away. Um and uh, someone wrote a letter to the editor, um, and so they wrote a rebuttal that basically implied that I was worshiping a Hindu deity goddess by focusing on God's motherly characteristics. Weren't you? I mean, naturally, because I'm a polytheist, and naturally is not on first. Who's on first? What? No, that's second base. Uh, that's a great one. So, so Rebecca, when you say we should uh, think about the ways that God uh, refers to themselves, 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 it's sing, it's it's a gender neutral singular pronoun. So, you, do you say them themselves? I usually choose to just say God self. Ooh, I like God self. So, when God refers to God self, so. Uh, where where do you come up with these uh these wild and crazy ideas that God would use uh, feminine imagery to describe God's self as Caleb has helpfully helped us? Well, from my understanding, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I believe that that's part of it. And it says that the scripture says, "Let us make mankind in our image." Okay. So there is this use of the like the royal. Our so he makes the mankind got it, yes, the mankind, which implies, but the womankind's different. I don't think so. In that phrasing, in his image, he created them male and female, he created them, so he created. Oh, that's feels like it's going to be difficult to get away from. He created both of them in their image, and and he uses like the, the way that it's written, it is a royal we, like it is used in that sense. So then when we read throughout scripture, there's lots of other instances where God is described as like a mother, like a mother hen of a mother bear um, of like giving birth. Like there's all of this imagery that speaks to God's 
God having feminine motherly qualities. Um, which is interesting because I think, and this is, I'm totally spouting this off. So if I've not researched this part of it at all, so if I'm wrong, somebody correct me. I feel like more of the outlet, like the, the images that we see, the examples that are used throughout scripture, we see a lot more like mothering type imagery to describe God and his relationship with people than fatherly imagery. First off. Thank you for raising your hand. Uh, I was working through my Galatians uh, study with uh, Beth and Melissa Moore, and they pointed out something that I feel like I should have noticed before, but I hadn't noticed before uh, in Galatians chapter three, verse 28. Like, this is one of those things where as soon as they they said it, I was like, is that real? And then I went and looked and it is real. So in Galatians three twenty eight, 28, uh, Paul says, let's let's pull it up in the net Bible, just, you know, because we want to be true to the text go ahead but then I, I have to come back to like so rachel you're sure you're not talking about devi the 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 hindu god devi you're not referring to that right um i didn't even know that god is his name so in romans three twenty eight, it says there is neither jew nor greek there is neither slave nor free and then it says in the net Bible, it says there is neither male nor female, but that's not what it says. It says there is neither male and female. That seems like a pretty crucial conjunction. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy, man. It's, it's, uh, Hold on. Dulos. It's yeah. It's Dulos Ude Eleutheros, right? And Iode, um, Iodes Ude. Elaine, and then it's Andrain Kai Thelu. What? Male and female. So what is it doing? It's pulling from the Genesis. Paul is pulling from the Genesis language. Yeah. In in Galatians three twenty eight. So there's neither male nor female. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male and female. So he's pulling the language from the creation account to show that they are both created in God's image. Whoa. Caleb, did you ever see that before? I was, I, I, I saw that and I was like, cause I read it out of the net and I was like, that seems weird. And so I pulled it up in the Greek because I was like, that's, and so it's, it's Uday Uday Kai. He's, he is specifically bringing back that language. So I have to kind of chuckle at this. Just simply from like Matt Galatians being like your favorite thing. I know that's how I and felt. Caleb, and then Caleb having like made his whole master's thesis on gender in the Bible. Has anybody talked about this? I mean, it's in the book. No, 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 not her book. In your other list of commentaries, has anybody talked about that? I've never seen it before. I've never heard it. I've read a couple of Galatians commentaries in my day, and I've never read somebody talk about that. My mind is blown, Matt. That is fascinating. It was so good. I thought, I honestly, I thought that I had missed something that everyone else had seen. <laughs> no, I've never seen that. More time caring about what the, a good translation says. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ. Because everyone translates it, uh, the Kai is an or. Because it just flows. The English version doesn't. The ESV. Really? 
our favorite translation. <laughs> Interesting. Let me check the new and let me check the NIV here. NIV is there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. Oh, it says and? Nor is there male and female, which would be right. Wow. Shut the front door. That's a whole nother level of nuance that I never realized was there. Don't you wish you would have had that for your thesis? No, because I didn't even talk about Galatians. Oh, okay. So Paul is using that specifically to talk about the fact that the two are one. And there's, I mean, um, the idea here is that you, you don't get grace based on your status and that the male and the female are equal because they're both image bearers. That's where he's pointing that to. Yeah. So basically, I'm not wrong. Well, okay. So he d- the guy does make an interesting point here. Um, Mr. Mr. David, I think his name was. I don't think Mr. David is how you would say that, but we'll, we'll continue. I, he does make a point here that, um, Jesus refers to God as father. True. So Matt, what do you do with that? Jesus refers to God as father. Does that mean that God can't be mother? What's the word in the Aramaic? No, I mean, it's Abba, but, um, I mean, I, don't, I just don't think that that's the case because. Is there a gender neutral parent word in Greek? Yes. Crap. I think so. There's not a gender neutral sibling word. No, there's not a gender neutral sibling word, but I don't think there's a gender neutral neutral parent word either. Yeah, you might be. We had this conversation the other day and I looked it up and I forgot. There is one. What is it? Gnus, but it's only used 20 times and it looks like it's a plural. Nearly a third of its uses occur in the story of a man being born blind, healed by Jesus, where his parents are interviewed by the Jewish leaders. But it's always the the pair. There isn't a singular, right? So to your point, in... <clears throat> so there's not a parent, there's a parent. Right. So to your point, there would seem to be, in, in gendered language, when there is a singular neuter thing... Uh, you will use the male pro the male um noun, kind of like in Spanish or C. So the fact that Jesus is using exclusively saying father does not mean that the father is gendered. I I don't think first off that it that it's indicating gender, but I also think the reason he's doing it has to do with more the paterfamilias than it does the the language barrier. Right, but. When the guy who wrote the letter back says, quote, Jesus specifically and only referred to God as father and says he did so 165 times in the Gospels. He instructed his disciples to approach God as, quote, our father in heaven and then says when God chose to reveal himself to the world, he did so in his son, um, et cetera, et cetera. And then he ends it with many other religions will allow you to relate to God as mother, not Christianity. See, that that's problematic to me. Well, and here's the thing. I didn't say, like, it was not about calling him mother. Like, I never said that. Right. It was, let's recognize the he, he got triggered by, like, the feminization of Yahweh and ran with it. Which I have a lot of thoughts on that. Go on. Do we have time for them? Oh my god, I'm starting to talk like Matt. That is a bummer. I'm so sorry. Hey, watch it. We can't have two of you. You're right. We need three. 
Deuteronomy 32, 18 says, You deserted the rock who fathered you. You forgot the God who gave you birth. Well, okay, but I have seen that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. What Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? The one with Danny DeVito. <laughs> Are you talking about twins? No, the one where he has a kid. I have not seen this movie, so whatever Matt's going to tell me here is brand new. That's not shocking, knowing you, Caleb. No, Junior. Okay, anyways, men don't have, men don't give birth. No, I'm telling you, it happened. I there's Here's a documentary. I put it in. <laughs> Matt, whatever Arnold Schwarzenegger movie you have is not, no. Okay, Isaiah 66, 11. Arnold Schwarzenegger is one of the greatest documentarians of our time. Have you seen his wildlife expose on predators? Isaiah 66, 13 says, As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. I mean, yeah, the language is all over the place. I, I have a really hard time saying we can't look at God as a mother when God says that he will gather us under his wings like a mother hen. Or when he says that I will attack them and rip them open like a mother bear. Well, no, but here's the thing. Attacking things and ripping them open is a masculine trait. Uh, not if you're a bear. Yeah, that's really not a... a, a, a... Okay. Or a lion. There is some she-bears that came out and mauled some people in the Old Testament, Matt. So... It's definitely feminine. Well, okay, look, I'm not disagreeing with anything. People are just dumb. And the fact that, you know, people think that God has a gender. The only gender in the Godhead is Jesus. And that's because he was born male. And he's still a person. Hold on, Matt. This line here, this line here, I have to read it to you. And I want to get your response, okay? I don't think you've read this, but I need your unfiltered response. Oh, good. I love Matt's unfiltered responses. We know God and relate to him as father. Quote, to do otherwise is to create God in our own image, which is idolatry. End quote. Right, but like relating to him as a father creates God in our own image. One. Two, that's a weird statement on idolatry because by saying he can only be this, you're saying he can't be that. Even though, once again, the Genesis narrative says male and female, he created them in the image. So there has to be some sort of we, as I as a male, am not fully made in the image of God. I need a female counterpart. Like, that's what that creation story is trying to tell me. Yes. Not that I need a female to be whole, but the image of God is fully capitulated in both. Partly because the two of them together can bring life. Right. As opposed to the thought of the day, which was... Uh, men were basically gods. Right. So they could rule. And their sperm is what had everything the baby needed. Yeah, because the woman was just the vessel. Yep. We're just the penis home. Thank you, Mar Driscoll. But the text is trying to tell us otherwise. Mm-hmm. He who has an ear, let him hear. So, it's not satanic to say that we relate to God as mother. I don't think so. Now, here's a here's a question. Is it worse in this line of thinking to relate to God as mother or to relate to God as an effeminate man? You already know the answer to that. I, I do know the answer to that. But I feel like relating to God as mother absolutely bypasses 
that unhealthy uh, view of unbiblical masculinity of being like the tough or rock and roll kind of guy. But because we could like separate out like, well, God has female qualities, but only seeing him as a man destroys the current quote unquote biblical view of masculinity that we have that we get from God because he's lovable and he's caring and he comforts. And those are very much not masculine qualities, not traditional masculine qualities, not traditional masculine qualities. But what is traditional masculine qualities? I mean, this is only go back so far. To be fair. And just so that anybody listening knows, um, when my lead pastor read my article, um, because he had people then calling him about it as well. Um, his response to me was it was biblical and articulate and like a good article and that, uh, and biblical and, and, and all good things, um, that maybe the, the title was a little bit fighting words. Um, I, I mean, I read your title here, Rebecca, and I see that and I see God as mother, not just on mother's day. And I go, you could have taken that two steps further and actually fought some people. That's not really fighting words. At least I wouldn't see it as fighting words. I see it as very clickbaity. Right, but like that's where we are. Like we clickbait's a thing. I don't see that as asking for a fight. Yeah, like what? What would? You, what is your? Um, what is your like two steps further that you would have taken it, or, or like could have taken it? Oh. I would have said the image of God is female. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because that's also true. I, I would have I would have just had that be like that's the statement. Messages of faith, the image of God is female. Who's reading it this week? I think Matt should read it. Well, it's been a bit. I'll read it. I read it last week, so I'm gonna read it in the most depressed voice possible though, okay? Okay. I'm gonna read the I'm gonna read the article first. Judge sides with Biden, rules that Christian colleges must open women's bedrooms and showers to biological males. And Eric said, another example of why everyone who knows religious liberty is at the heart of all our liberties voted for Trump. I've never heard you sound more like Eeyore. Well, I'm a pretty damn good Eeyore. I think that's just his natural voice at this point. Um, okay. I said, did you read the article? Oh, no. It's just a federal judge. Listen, I don't care what the lower court does. <laughs> do they? Do, do you think that they know, like, this is how every, like, college does things? I, I, I don't think that they know. Like, co-ed dorms are a thing? You think they have any care to learn more about, like transgender life no uh rebecca i don't think they have any care about transgender life yeah where they're poopoo heads uh yeah so matt i just want to get your reaction here to this is this an example of why everyone who knows religious liberty is at the heart of all our liberties voted for trump no is this about religious liberty no oh i mean maybe a little bit I, the fact the fact that it is a Christian university, I mean, I could see, but like, that's the that's the point. Yeah, but if 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 Christian education, like higher education universities, want to be considered on the same level as public secular universities, 
but then ask for exceptions on how they can treat people while still benefiting from the same funding or perks is a problem. This is a little bit different because this is on the basis of the Fair Housing Act. And you cannot discriminate in housing based on sex. And given the Supreme Court's given the Supreme Court's interpretation of sex last year, the Biden administration's executive order is that you cannot discriminate based off of somebody's sexual identification or gender identification because that would be a on the basis of sex. That is what they have ruled. This is a very confusing case. We'll see if they walk back their previous decision on the transgender um, woman who was working at the funeral home. Because that's the basis of the executive order. It was the language in that ruling. What was the case about the woman? It was the funeral home that fired the uh, trans woman uh, because she changed genders. And it was if she would have been doing those same behaviors and was at, was biologically a woman, that would have been not a problem. So that was on the basis of her biology. And that's on the basis of sex mm. is roughly what the ruling was. Okay. Um, and so the Biden administration made an executive order in regards to the Fair Housing Act, um, basically saying we're going to enforce that ruling in housing. So you cannot... Um, discriminate based off of somebody being transgender because that's on the basis of sex, according to the Fair Housing Act. Let's let's be very clear. I finally got to it. She has denied a temporary restraining order and a preliminary injunction. Yes. She has not ruled. Right. And this is not a citing because part of the problem here is as a Christian college, they currently are protected enough that they do not have to accept transgender students. Uh-huh. So they can still have male and female dorms. Yeah, they don't even have to accept transgender students at this school. Right. So this ruling, at the, the, the Biden ruling, means nothing. And they are literally suing just in case, which is normal. Right. ADF is with them. Right. Which, I mean, that's how, this, this is how our court system works. I don't have any... Well, I got lots of problems with it, but this is how our court system works. But that they have they were literally just denied a TRO and preliminary injunction. Because it's not they I don't think that they can prove the need for a TRO. Mm-hmm. And nobody's religious liberty has been affected. There is no school that has had to put no Christian college has had to put trans people in the other locker room um, than their biological sex. That's not a thing that's happened. Religious liberty has not been affected by this ruling. This is not an example of why everyone of why religious liberty is at the heart of all our liberties, because it's not. And we should we should take the next step and just I want to read this from the Springfield News Leader. James Liu, an attorney representing HUD and federal officials, said the memorandum was, and I quote, not directed at the college and does not specifically address the kind of issues the college has raised here. Dash, showers, or roommates. End quote. Huh. And then Lou also said no complaint has been filed against the college by or with HUD, and there was not an immediate threat of one. Quote, the plaintiffs can't establish either irreparable harm 
or the likelihood of success necessary to sustain a preliminary injunction. So once again, the story is they didn't get a TRO or a preliminary injunction, a PI, which they should not get because they're not in harm. Yeah. Thanks, Eric, for this know-nothing news story. Back to you. So basically, it's worthless. No. I mean, it's something that has to be... We need to litigate this, and we need to have an understanding. But there, the fact that the judge just uh, said no TRO, no PI, that's nothing. That's a nothing burger. Mm. But also, the idea that our religious liberties are at the heart of all of our liberties? Um, it's... No. And I want to be very clear here. The Bible does not give us the right to religious liberty. What? And not everybody who thinks that religious liberty is at the heart of all of our liberties, which is not. But even people who think that, not all of them voted for Trump. A whole lot of them voted for the libertarian candidate. And a whole lot of them voted for Biden. So, like, this whole tweet. The whole idea of it being an example of religious liberty being a problem, it's not. The whole, like, the fact that, like, they all voted for Trump, they didn't. The whole thing. You guys, I gotta go. I got some other things I gotta do. I know, I know, I know. You'll be all right. One segment without me, you'll live. I don't know. Hold on, hold on. You got, I, I clicked on quoted tweets. Someone quoted this tweet with the comment, Hillary, period, is horrific yeah yeah so here's how i'd like to end this segment if we can caleb i know that you're the editor du jour but i would like to uh there's a a female that i uh have listened to from time to time and i really want her voice to be heard in this space so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna quote her okay okay is everyone ready yes eric whoops wrong button Oh boy. All right. I have to go. I got a thing. I love you all. Bye, Maddie D. All right. So, Marjorie Taylor Greene compares Nancy Pelosi's house mask mandate to the Holocaust. <sighs> Gosh, it's so good. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. So, Marjorie Taylor Greene has called Nancy Pelosi mentally ill and described any plans to separate unvaccinated and maskless house members from the vaccinated colleagues is akin to Holocaust-era tactics. Wait, is it pronounced akin or akin? I don't know. I've not heard a lot of people say it, and I've heard people say it two different ways. I swear it's akin. It's definitely kin. So I'm going to go with akin. She sure is akin to this. Exactly. Because nobody says akin. So Green has been fined for not following the House's mask mandate. Right? So, on Thursday, she posted a video of her shredding the document that was warning her that there would be a fine. Um, you know. It's... It's a whole thing with her. There's a reason that she's not on any committees. Do... Do people understand the history of the Holocaust? Because I'm beginning to think they don't. Yeah, they really don't. Mike... I just want to remind you of something. What do you want to remind me of? 
Eric Metaxas wrote a book about the Holocaust. Wait, did he? He wrote a Bonhoeffer biography. Oh. So, no, he doesn't. No. Well, allegedly wrote. I'm not convinced. You would think that they would recognize that, like, the Holocaust was, like, eliminating a group of people from the Earth. Systematically. I'm pretty sure handing people a mask and telling them, please put this on, is exactly the same thing as killing somebody because of their blood. Well, and this is just where we gotta get back to what is happening in the GOP and uh, very extreme right ideology because like... Okay, well, hold on, pause. They just, it doesn't seem like they know. This is not extreme right ideology. Okay. Is, is it safe to say it's not? It's not conservatism. And it's not a small government. I don't know what the fuck <clears throat> it is anymore. But the GOP is no longer right wing. Mike also froze, so he didn't hear me say that. I heard you say it. And I agree. They've, they've gone off the other... I heard, I heard you say it. Frozen. Oh, you're back? We didn't hear you talking for that whole time there, so... Oh, that's funny. Uh, I don't remember what I said. Yeah, the, the GOP holds to zero of the tenets of the historic right wing. They are not for a limited government. They, they are not. I mean, there's some that are still, but there's Democrats that are still. Um, they're not really for a small government. They're not conservatives by any stretch. Right. And those are the two tenets of being right wing in our system. So I'm not sure what they are anymore. Besides whatever they are is whatever Donald Trump is. They have found a demagogue and done what he says. Yeah, they have this idea of small government. It's just so small, it's one person with a couple other people in charge as well. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, wait, pause. Did I just describe something? You know what? I was wrong. They are right wing. They are the most small government because they want that government to be what one person says. And they are the most conservative because they wanted to keep the current person in power. So they wanted to conserve the status quo. We nailed it. They are right wing. They are so right. right they're so right wing. Dang. This is crazy. I feel like I just learned something. I was wrong. The GOP is still right wing, but insane definitions that make zero sense. Yeah. So, so again, it, it, it seems like more and more the idea is they're fighting this supposed authoritarianism with other authoritarianism. It's like two extremes of authoritarianism. Okay, so to go back to another conversation from forever ago, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yes. You have the fascists. Right. Which ones are they? The supremacists. You have the supremacists, right? The people who want to restore the borders, etc. And then you have Carly, who's fighting the supremacists with supremacy. Yeah. Which was just brilliant. Oh my gosh, it's so good. The people who aren't supremacists is Zemo. He just wants to get rid of all supremacy. Is Sam. Those are the good guys. Everybody else that's actually in power and is taking power, they're always the bad guys. It's mm, such a good show. Yeah. So, in our current political system, the Democrats are the bad guys. The Republicans are the bad guys. The people burning down Target are the bad guys. 
The people shooting the people that are burning down Target. Also the bad guys. They're all bad guys. Wait, where are the good guys then? It's Eric, isn't it? It's hard to find. They should be the people who are standing in the middle who are being peacemakers. That's who the good guys are. The good guys are the people who are ending violence not through killing one another, but through putting themselves in the position to stop that. They're Bucky when he chooses not to go kill the people and pull the people off of the van. It's Sam when he chooses not to fight back against Carly. That's who the good guys are. Yeah. And until we're doing that, until that's our solution to violence, until that's our solution to the problem, we're also the bad guys. Yeah. Wow. So are you saying, are you saying, if I decided to go full aggressor, shut down every conservative person I know, try to change their mind, belittle them, uh, ostracize them from my life, I'm a bad guy? You're just as much a supremacist as they are. Whoa! Right? You're just using supremacy on the other end. That's crazy. Anti-fascists are fascists as much as Trump is a fascist. (laughs) Right? Wow. The way to fix the problem, the way to fix the whole problem, is to follow the way of Jesus. It's to give the United States a Snickers. No, it's to follow the way of Jesus, where he laid down his life for the other. You will not get peace by piling up bodies. You only get more dead people. But what if I don't want to lay down my life for those lazy people? Or what if I don't want to lay my life down for the guy with his big rig and Confederate flag behind, showing it behind? Then you might be a supremacist. <sighs> That's gold. Some strong words to consider. The supremacy was inside us all along. Thank you for listening to the Barely Saved Podcast. Make sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast app. You can find more episodes, links, and show notes at barelysavepodcast.com. Bye. Toodles! I didn't say anything misogynistic this week. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to roll the tape back on that one. I'll find out. I don't think I did. I tried very hard. There was the whole conversation about what bra size God would have. And all we could come up with was that the average cup size or the average bra size in America is a 34 double D. That intrigues me. I'm well, this is for the end. I'll mark it. It's been fun. It's been real, but I don't know if it's been real fun. Bye. <laughs>